Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Football and Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner, Sean Shute and Jack Harper, who will be uh, joining us a little bit later. Um, the matchup we'll be discussing this week is 2010's Inception versus 2008's Never Back Down. How's everyone doing today? Yeah, good mate, yeah? Not bad, not bad. I mean, I feel like a little bit chilly. Grafting as per. I feel like Please. I'm in a dream within a dream. It's been that kind of day. <laughs> uh, nice. Well, the synopsis. A thief who steals corporate secrets through the use of dream-sharing technology is given the inverse task of planting an idea into the mind of a CEO. Now, before we get to the critics' reviews, um, I think Sean called this a masterpiece the other day, while Keenan isn't a fan. So, good way to start off. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm surprised by that. I'm surprised by Keenan not being a fan. It was one of those I'll things, give you the break. I when I first, uh, first watched it, I came out thinking that is... Yeah, you have that feeling when you come out of cinema and you watch a really good film. I will so, give you the breakdown of my going. thoughts later on. Okay. Um, critics' reviews. So, Inception is an intriguing, frustrating film, but ultimately satisfying. Some rocket going on outside my window. Crikey. Um, Joseph Gordon-Levitt g- gives the film's workhorse performance with tremendous heart and muscle. You might have to mute Keenan. This is mental. This I can see shoots night lighting up. It's one of you because I can't even hear myself think. <laughs> oh, I'm getting dug for this. You should just pass the buck, and as usual, you've just swallowed it. <laughs> Keenan, you're a, you're a joke, you. man. Keenan, it's definitely you. Wow, oh, this is disgraceful. Inception is a different kind of heist film. But it's hard to imagine it coming from any filmmaker other than Christopher Nolan. Overall, yeah, you'd have to say this. I was going to say, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? If you well, if you consider what Tenement was, yeah. Um, overall, the film is one of a kind, a masterpiece and a work of art, so to speak. The superior musical score that accompanies the film heightens the suspense and adds to the mystery sequences. Nolan masterfully weaves all these elements together, creating a second act that is breathtaking, suspenseful, and thought-provoking. Unfortunately, it takes us a good hour to get there. A smart summer thriller filled with visionary set pieces, grand imagery, and exciting twists, but its lack of an emotional centre keeps it just short of greatness. Jack, good to have you with us. Yeah, good to be here. Sorry for being late, everyone. It's alright. The racket needs to have been making, honestly. (laughs) It's been an absolute nightmare. I'll join the party then. I'll start making a racket too. Alright, um, we're just doing the critics' views for Inception. Um, cool. While elaborate, it's never indulgent. 
While involved, it's never impenetrable. Inception is a feast for the mind and the senses, the kind of movie experience we dream of. It's funny, isn't it, with Inception? Because as a kid, everyone saw it as like the mind-blowing film that really was just like so incredible, so, so different to everything that had been before, which it has. But I've watched it about 10, 15 times now because I like film. And it's just interesting because Inception isn't actually that complex. It is just a case of making someone else think an idea. It's not, it's not like Interstellar we where there's... Huh? We were 15 when it came out. That is true, but I'd like to think we were smarter than the average bear. No, no, I mean, you said that as a kid. Oh. Were we kids then? Uh, Quality compared to now, to be fair. I, I think, like, mentally, yes. You're still a kid at 15. Yeah. Well, we're, not, we're actually... not if uh, Not if you... This, yeah, France are trying to tell you otherwise. Yeah. Um, funny enough, we rattled a load of Harry Potter fans. And, we did um, this last week. I know, <laughs> I know. It's just incredible. I think it needs a mention again. I'm still not over. I was looking on my Harry Potter meme page. <laughs> um, one of the best things about Nolan is that he writes his own material. He's in total control of the story. He isn't interpreting someone else's vision. He's translating his own thoughts to the screen. Yeah. Someone else trying to, if they were just given the screenplay or even a script, they would not have a clue what's going on just reading it. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, it's very similar to Tenet in that sense that I didn't even understand it and I've watched it twice. Yeah, dead film. I, just quite like, I, I actually quite liked it. The only thing I didn't like was the soundtrack, not being able to hear what they were saying. But, like, really complex sentences said very quietly with loud music and not a good combination. No. Um, a spectacular fantasy thriller based on Nolan's own original screenplay. Inception is the smartest CGI head trip since The Matrix. Yeah, I'm getting bored with that. Probably fair for the time. Like Memento, the most intellectually demanding of Nolan's previous films, Inception demands and rewards our total attention as well as our emotional engagement. Not one you can play football manager while you watch. <laughs> Inception is the kind of information-packed movie that creates the painful-slash-pleasurable sensation that there's no time to think. A couple more. This is finally a big-budget film where the money feels well spent. Yeah, I'd agree with that, because it has everything. Everything you want from, like, an action movie. I know it could be an action movie, it could be something else, but... There's none of it that seems unnecessary. It all adds to the film. I don't know. There is there is some that feels unnecessary. Like what? Uh, about half an hour of the first hour. <laughs> oh, what, when they're like bending sitters and then walking up and down? It was like, we get it, it's a dream kind of thing. Like, <laughs> cool to watch, but better the first time around. Not not the rewatchability might take a hit there when it's not a shocking. Inception may have been directed by Christopher Nolan, but Nolan's dreams are apparently directed by Michael Bay. <laughs> in action, it's just an insult to just be compared to Michael Bay, apparently. One of the most successful action directors ever. It is funny how he's become kind of mean. South Park really was the nail in the casket, but... Keenan's boy. Um, and finally, if it's the dreamer whose subconscious fills in the details, as the film claims, why the absence of seerness, sex, horror, and general abandon? I thought you said soonest then. 
<laughs> Why are we lacking Graham Sunez from this film? That is one of my takeaways, though, in that <laughs> all the dreams are... Can you imagine the dream world that Graham Sunez would think up? Right. It'd be just this bland, grey mass. Just that there's no randomness in the dreams. That's what spins me. It could be that you're stepping through a portal into each one of these kind of scenes that they go into. That's why there's an architect, to make sure that there's nothing like that. Like, Yeah, you know, isn't it meant to be realistic? Yeah, you've never had a dream where you've woken up and you thought, fuck me, that seems real. There's been ones where... Yeah, but not like up, every single to... dream. Like, if, if Even if they went into one where it was like, this was proper mental. Okay, that makes a bit more sense. No, but... Everyone that's... is just a dingy city. One with snow added. But what, there's been dreams where I've had where it has literally been I've never recognised the place of which I'm in. I also don't know how I got there. And it's been so real that I've had to check my phone to check if some people were alive afterwards. I mean, it's been that real. I'm saying, I, I don't doubt that that obviously can be the case, but I'm saying that like for every single dream to be like that, at least but just give at least it, just give us one. I suppose they. The it's only, not the only thing I can think of is if they did a um, like if they had a montage scene where she was the architect and then maybe she like messed up a few times and then there was a yeah. couple of weird weird scenarios in there. I know what you mean. So then I guess that's what happens when like the road <laughs> goes up and everything it's, blows up and stuff. So what you what you want is dream level one to be kind of normal. Dream level two. It'd be like Imagination Land episode from South Park. Even just like, something that's just a bit out of the ordinary than... So Killian Murphy gets kidnapped by like a magic bunny or like the happy tree friends. I don't even know what I want, just something a bit so it's like we need to steer clear of these bad dreams or even what was, something ridiculous. What was the last dream that you had that you can remember? I don't know. I mean, I, I've told people dreams before, but I usually... One of the worst podcasts I ever listened to was the Peter Crouch episode where it was dreams people have had about footballers. It was like people have just made these up. Yeah, I'd actually probably enough listened to that one yesterday because I've recently discovered it and I'm just binging every single episode because it's brilliant. And yeah, that, that one, like, annoyed me. That one, I was like, what, what am I listening to here? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I've got some trivia. Um, in an effort to combat confusion, television broadcasts in Japan include text in the upper left corner of the screen to remind viewers which level of the dream a specific a specific scene takes place in. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm, it actually put me off watching it for so long because I was told how complex it was and how hard it is to follow. And I, I don't see how it's that difficult to follow at all. No, it is. It is explained quite clearly, and all it is is this machine that makes you dream and they do it three times. It's not even like they're going back and forth from like dream to dream to dream to dream as if it's like different people in them. Hmm. Like if it's like that I can understand why maybe it could be a bit spinny. But it's fairly clear cut Yeah. who's in which space. Um, Christopher Nolan has said that the snow-based third level dream was inspired by his favourite James Bond movie on Her Majesty's Secret Service. That would be great as a film, though, wouldn't it? To love a film and then be able to bring it back to life. Like, yeah, I'm that... not, I mean, I've not seen the film to be able to compare, but 
I feel like I've seen the scene. Yeah, yeah. It feels like I've played it on Nintendo 64. <laughs> Joseph Gordon-Levitt performed all but one of his own stunts during the fight scene in the spinning hallway. Well, which one he didn't do, if there was some flip or something that maybe he didn't do. That's awesome. According to cinematographer Wally Fister, Warner Brothers executives approached Christopher Nolan about making this movie in 3D. He refused the idea, claiming it would distract the storytelling experience of Inception. Yeah, and that has aged so well, because there's so many 3D movies now that 10 years on just look shit. Dread being one of them. I love a good 3D film. There's there's some you could just see, and it doesn't really make too much difference if you see it then in 2D afterwards. I'm glad my Dread slander went unnoticed there. I think we're going to have blood on my hands when we talk about Never Back Down. I don't, don't see uh, Dread as something that relied on 3D that much. I think there was, there was, there was so many scenes that were shot directly for the use of 3D in Dread. Just as good in 2D. Uh, I disagree. Just as bad in 2D. The writer, producer and director Christopher <laughs> Nolan first pitched this movie to Warner Brothers after the completion of his third movie, Insomnia. He was met with approval from the studio. However, it was not yet written at the time, and Nolan determined that rather than writing it as an assignment, it would be more suitable to his writing style if he wrote it as a speculation script, and then just presented it whenever it was completed. So he went off to write it, thinking it would be a couple of months, and it took an extra eight years. Christ. You always hear things like this about the script took this long to write. I could never have the patience to stick with something that long. Eight years is a long time, I think about eight years ago, what was that, 2013 now, which makes that yeah. really old. But what I've done in that time period, nothing of note, to be fair. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I could have, I literally could have used that time to write a script and I could be a millionaire by now. But like, it's all just merged into one giant night out and starting a new job. Keenan, you've been muted the old time, by the way. I don't know if you've said something and uh, you don't know. Just uh, just making sure you know. No, well, well, you just keep moaning at me, so I'm just going to wait for you to throw it at me. Well, you and she collectively, to be fair. Um, nah, you've bought the, bought the dream that shoots soldier. That's all <laughs> I'll say. <laughs> um, while the role, the role of Sato was written excu- exclusively for Ken Watanabe because writer, producer and director for Christopher Nolan felt that although he'd appeared in Batman Begins, he didn't have much screen time and therefore he should be given a more prominent supporting role. Okay. Kate Winslet was approached for the role of Mal but turned it down saying she couldn't see herself as a character. Probably a good decision. Yeah. As much as I like the film, I found it very... Because she did, she did Batman... Dirty, but I just haven't given her I was telling uh, Keenan you should see her in Allied. Uh, me shooting Scott in floods in the cinema. Yeah. Good film, that. Oh. Yeah, great film. Um, despite prominent billing, Michael Caine only has three minutes of screen time. Just like Christopher Nolan's previous movie, The Dark Knight, no second unit team was hired for the making of the movie. Every shot was filmed by Nolan with Wally Fister. Wally, that's the one name. It has got, like, a good Harry Redknapp air to it, this film, hasn't it? It's getting the, get Nico Crenshaw is like Tom Hardy, and then you've got, <laughs> you've got 
I thought this was <laughs> yeah. the only actor that gets slagged off for doing this is Adam Sandler. Purely because his guys he brings in every time aren't quite the A-listers. I, I think that adds to the Sandler films. It's like Seth Rogen and his boys. This That's one... what I mean. You see all these other films where they have a set trusty bunch. Yeah. And they bring them back in, but we only slate Sandler for doing it. I, I actually think it's an endearing part of Sandler. I don't, I don't know why people slate it. It's brilliant. Yeah. I love it's seeing the, told us. I love seeing the, um, everyone kind of back together again because yeah. it's always that anticipation. Oh, he, he must be in the film somewhere. So what's he going to crop up as? And it's usually like crazy eyes or something from uh, Mr. D's. But yeah, going back to this, it is brilliant. Tom Hardy, Mog, being annoyed as the character was. Um, wasn't it her fault? No, no, it wasn't her fault. It, it, it wasn't the actress' fault. DiCaprio gets off lightly in terms of the fact that he's literally driven her mental. <laughs> and we just kind of write it off like it was a mistake. Christopher you, Nolan, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, would you, would you live in your own dream world for 50 years? If it meant it prolonged your life, and you came back, came back. That would to be my dream world. Would be quality. I was thinking that. I was thinking they built all these skyscrapers. Would your dream world kind of? What would I be interested in? What your dream world? I don't world need would a be? world. I need just a little bit of space. <laughs> and then what would it be? Would it not be very similar to your life now? Uh, we'll have Arsenal playing nearby, um, so that that'll still be going on. We'll still have sport going on. Um, handball is going to be a much bigger sport in, in my own world because I love that when the Olympics are on I can't wait for it this time around I've actually booked a week off for the Olympics um, so I'm hoping handball is going to be on then um, handball cherry water fountains cherry coke comes out <laughs> nice isn't that unhygienic though? well not, anyone that, that isn't that hygienic that? isn't going to be in yeah, my world in the, in the new world in the new normal, as people like to say. What else? We're, gonna, we're not going to have any stinkers in my world. <laughs> apart from the good current. <laughs> Apple else? and Mango J2 will be more readily available. Um, my world. I'll have plenty of roller coasters nearby. I love a good roller coaster. <laughs> not not practical if you want to sleep. There'll be quiet roller coasters in my world. <laughs> there'll, be, there'll be enough distance away for you to get some excitement on the way there. Like Cartman Land. Okay, got you. Great episode. Depending on uh, how the rest of this season goes, and who's uh, Jack been in my bad books in some of these episodes, he might be like Kyle, who I won't let into Byron Land. <laughs> uh, Christopher Nolan cast Tom Hardy as Ames because of his performance in Rock and Roller. Hardy stated that he thought he was cast because of his role in Bronson. He arrived on set brought it up to Christopher Nolan, who then told him that he'd never seen the film he was referring to. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> That's what I like um, about Tom Hardy, is the range of him. And this movie really shows that he could be a Bond. He does suave very well. Yeah, yeah. Does Tom Hardy have that much range? Yeah. I think he's got range. He's got fucking tons of range. If you look at... Um, I feel like most of his characters are some... Kind of iteration of every other character. So Alfie Solomon's in Deaky Blinders is nothing like Eve's in this. Dead Bane, program. Bane is also nothing like Bronson. Dead program. <laughs> you haven't even watched it. 
I have. I watched all of season one. Didn't do it for me. You're literally the uncultured swine. He's just <laughs> one of the most overhyped films ever oh, made in uh, The Revenant. Again, Revenant, he's a completely different character in that, and it had a different accent. This means more? What do you mean? What do you mean he was a different kind of character? In The Revenant, he played the exact same character he plays in Mad Max, in... No, he doesn't. Lawless, in Warrior. What? No! That's... In Lawless... The guy that is a bit of a recluse and grunts a bit. Yeah, but he's not... He does it well. He's not that in The Revenant, though, is he? He's this scheming, disgusting guy. Whereas in Lawless, he's this kind of a strong psychopath. I said it's different iterations of the same character. That's not iterations, though. It's completely different. What, what do you class as Ray? Well, he's not playing the exact same character, quite clearly. But okay, he's so playing... give me an example that you think of someone that's got good range. Better than Tom Hardy's. Better than Tom Hardy's? I would pose that Adam Sandler has more range than Tom Hardy. DiCaprio does. <laughs> Just quickly. DiCaprio does. Daniel Day-Lewis does. Johnny I disagree Depp. with Byron. Uh, you mean Johnny Depp doesn't, does he? Johnny <laughs> Depp has. Johnny Depp has more range than Tom Hardy. You've, like, what you've done there is you've just named probably the best actors to ever have lived in Daniel Day-Lewis, Daniel DiCaprio, yeah. etc. You, no, didn't ask for, you didn't ask for any qualifying. There was no qualifying criteria. You asked, oh, no, then you no, asked no. an answer to the question. No, no. <laughs> what I'm saying is, though, it is, that is the correct answer, but you've got to go up to the top echelons to find oh, like, Tom Hardy. Map Max notwithstanding, I, I actually quite like the block. Map Max is just a fucking train hey, wreck from start to finish. I like him. I'm just saying, this range isn't really doesn't sound that you like him. range. Doesn't sound like you like him. <laughs> Also, shoot dropping, this means war. Shit, I wasn't going to let that go under the carpet. <laughs> what a film. Come on. <laughs> Reese Witherspoon. Reese Spice. You've just, so, you've just actually come out and said, Byron, that Adam Sandler shows more range than Hardy. Adam Sandler, that's my boy to uncut gems, is a bigger change of character than anything Tom Hardy's done. Alfie Solomon's to Eves. Bane to Eves. As, a, as I've said, this isn't, that's not range. Why is great? That's just more, that's just grunty people. Eves is a suave, in this, is a suave English, like, suave, but he is basically Bond in another, in another skin. And then, Alfie Solomon's is... He's not way. Bond in another, he says to him, in the, in the final dream, if you're not back by this time, I'm not hanging around. Bond wouldn't do that. I'm not saying he would, but I'm saying his persona is like Bond's. But but, the greatest range he's got is probably Bronson to... Bronson to Eves, then, in this. They're polar opposites. That's not bigger than That's My Boy to Uncut Gems or Punch Drunk Love. I think it is. I think we'll have to agree to disagree on this one, because... Could Tom Hardy play Donny Berger? <laughs> Could Adam Sandler play any of Tom Hardy's characters? Yes. Which ones? I mean, that's quite interesting. <laughs> Adam Sandler could do all these. There is actually an obvious answer, but I don't think I can get away with saying it. Go on. I mean, Adam Sandler can quite clearly play Alfie Solomon, if anything, more qualified. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose you are right. I don't think he'd pull off the English accent, though. No, but... Whereas my, I'd, my, I'd still watch it. 
my my guy Tom from doing English anime. <laughs> I mean, he, he attempts an American yeah. accent. I reckon yeah, no. He could do a better American accent than it. I imagine I'm doing it. It's Tom Hardy <laughs> Donny Burger's accent. <laughs> you getting whacked off as a cheat. Oh, I love Donny so much. What a guy. We'll carry on. <laughs> Just rattle Jack, rattle Jack for like 10, and then we'll move swiftly on. Why you wait till never back down? I don't think I'm going to leave with my Your mic will be being muted. <laughs> wait, wait till we come to the opinions, opinion part of Inception, Jack. <laughs> I'll get my stretches in. <laughs> Once Leonardo DiCaprio is cast, he spent months with Chris Nolan working on his script. Nolan stated he made some extraordinary contributions to the script and really challenged me to make it clear, but also to follow its interior logic and be true to the essence of the characters. Nolan's wife and producing partner Emma Thomas said that the work DiCaprio did in his character with Chris made the movie less of a puzzle and more of, more of a story of a character audience could relate to. So essentially, it wasn't very understandable before Leo took over. Before Elliot Page was offered and accepted the role of Ariadne, writer, producer and director Chris Nolan considered casting Evan Rachel Wood, Emily Blunt, Rachel McAdams, friend of the pod, Emma Roberts, Jesse Scram, Carey Mulligan and Taylor Swift. That is a very different film with Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift? I don't think many people could have done a better job, really. Rachel McAdams, baby. Emily Blunt is a bit too hard-faced to do the She role, was good. Yeah. Hugh, have you watched uh, Have you watched The Umbrella Academy on Netflix? No. She's in. Good, good watch. I think she's just recently uh, got divorced from her wife. I saw while doing my uh, trivia. James Franco was in talks with with Christopher Nolan to play Arthur, but was ultimately unavailable due to scheduling conflicts. Yeah, a bit of James Franco in there. Always baffles me when they say about the scheduling conflicts, like. They can't just shift a couple of things around if they want to be in like one of the biggest films of however many years. Would that have been around the time of Dawn and Planet of the Apes, though? I don't know, but it's easy enough in Entourage. Yeah. Not sure I want James Franco over Joseph Gordon-Levitt, though. No, I definitely... I think the only serious thing I've seen him in is the Planet of the Apes film. The only time I've really seen him be serious. What about the interview? <laughs> He's not serious in that. <laughs> He's serious about taking down a dictator. <laughs> Fucking love that. Ah, Don Johnson was Christopher Nolan's first choice for the role of Peter Browning, but he turned it down. This was the third most pirated film of 2010. What do you think were the other two? One of them came out the year before. Hangover? Nope. Uh, oh, it's was that it? Either way, it wasn't that. <coughs> Have you got a, uh... Yeah. <clears throat> Have you got, like, a 3D. genre? It was in 3D. Avatar? Yeah. And the other did come out in 2010. Is an action film, not in the bracket. Not in the bracket? Nope. Not John Carter? Nope. Great song in the sequel. Oh, in the sequel as well. No, I haven't got it. don't know. Kick-ass. Ooh. Kick-Ass was the second most pirated film of 2010. Um, former The Smiths guitarist Johnny Marr played the guitar on some of the movie's soundtrack. 
that means anything to any of you, any Smiths fans here. Mm-hmm. During the interview, Christopher Nolan addressed the ambiguous ending, saying he believes Cobb makes it home to his children. He believes, as if he's, un- as if he's unsure, despite the fact he wrote it. Um, although it is open to interpretation by the viewer. He further claimed that the point of not seeing whether or not the, the top stops spinning is that Cobb no longer obsesses over his dreams. Ariadne's yeah. hair is in a tight bun in the hotel sequence, so the filmmakers didn't have to figure out how her hair should move in zero gravity. Um, another answer to the final scene. Um, so Michael Caine said... Uh, during his speech at the film for Summer Screen in 2018, and he said, when I got the script of Inception, I was a bit puzzled by it. And I said to Chris, I don't understand where the dream is. I said, when, it, when is it the dream and when is it reality? And he said, well, when you're in the scene, it's reality. So he takes from that, the fact that he's in the end scene, he really did get home to his kids. Nice. Um, the narrative jumps between dreams, uh, dream layers and or the story timeline a total of 223 times. And then finally, Ariadne is the name of a figure from Greek mythology who helped Theseus find his way out of the labyrinth after killing the Minotaur. Hence why she's called Ariadne in this, with the mazes. So that's all the trivia. Um, Keenan, if we go to you. Yep. Why don't you like the film? Um, I, I sort of think it's just, it was a victim of its own hype. Cause I did, I, you know, you two, like Shoot said he saw it in the cinema. I didn't watch this until quite a few years later. I'm trying to think. I think I've told you about the first time I watched it. Um, no, I asked you before I watched it. I know that much. Oh, okay. Maybe not then. I remember us having a conversation and one of us was watching it for the first time. Maybe. Um, I, I'd seen it. I, I was probably a victim of his own hype. I also think I agree with you and Shoot. You know, this oh, it's the so it's so complex. It's got so many layers to it. I mean, I suppose physically it does in the actual terms of the film and the story. The story, but uh, as uh, as a thinking man's film, I just think it got overhyped, and it's just not that great. Not buying it. Not for me. The end. The ending as well. People are still sucking off almost a decade later, and I have to think. Yeah, I don't think the ending is that good. That's, I don't think that's that great. Some good performances in there. I could do actually like Tom Hardy in this. Someone made the point to me the other day that Tom Hardy is actually, it is basically a useless appendage in this film. <laughs> like his, his, his contribution to the story, not his performance, because I do think he's quite good in it. Um, but like his actual contribution to the story is basically I, just nil. I, w- I would say that he single-handedly keeps... The subconscious in the last scene, like at bay, all by himself, pretty much. I, I think he's pretty good there. He was an enforcer, wasn't he? And plus, he also was the imposter of Ian Murphy's uncle or advisor or whatever. And he found out about the Godfather. He's Godfather, isn't it? Yeah, so he's important in those points. I just, I, I actually, there's a long, there's a long ramble I can give you about this film, but we, we won't because we, we'll, we'll move. It's just not for me. I don't think it's this, this being Christopher Nolan's masterpiece is a lot of all shit and all. I don't hold back. I mean, you're more than welcome to keep going. No, uh, I just, it's not really for me. 
like I, there's, there's certain bits I don't mind. I do like. <clears throat> I know it's the film. I know it's the bit that everyone runs on. The way they filmed the hotel scene, I think, is great. Um, maybe you may have come out in the trivia. Apparently, I was done with no CGI. I don't know if that was ever. Yeah. There was that one that was really long piece, and I thought I didn't need to be just to read it all out. Oh, yeah, that, that bit being shot with no CGI is is awesome. Like that is an actual feat, and some of the cinematography in it is fantastic. Yeah, fair play. But as an actual story and a film, nah, it's not not my cup of tea. I think it's I think it's a it's it's, it's a good well probably it's a very good film. Um, first first time around was a lot was a lot better as all films probably should be with. Uh, with the with the way around it, um, well, Marion Cotillard's very good in it. Crikey me, what's going on here? That's you, Sean. Yeah, I just dropped my phone, man. Oh, <coughs> Why have you not put your phone flat? We had a power cut, so. So what does that mean? Your phone can't be flat. Because <laughs> I had to try and figure out where it was. Well, the light just went out. An absolute train wreck, this is. I think good film. Marion Cotillard, very good. Uh, Leo, very good in this. You know what you're getting with him. Great cast. Um, and the effects are very cool. I, I'd have liked to have seen it in 3D, but I didn't see it in the cinema as it was, so that may not have uh, added to it. I think bit, I don't know. I was going to say it could be a bit pretentious. The ending really is the thing that does that for me. I'd rather just have a clear-cut ending. I don't know. That's a good word for it, mate. I don't know what you gain from like leaving it out, saying it's your interpretation of it and that kind of thing. But maybe, so maybe, I'm, maybe I'm it actually, is me. I'm actually going to call Byron out on that because I remember we had to go and see Nocturnal Animals, and someone I can't remember who it was said, "Oh, I can't believe they left the ending open like that." And Byron said, "You don't understand that. My photographic memory." What? You said those words. <laughs> I remember it. What the hell is I was sat next to you. I was sat next to you. Should that be true? He absolutely, he absolutely said that as well. He did. Sure, Should that be there. true? By the way, he's just criticised someone, or he's just criticised something for being pretentious, and he is a phrase <laughs> you don't understand that. Exactly. <laughs> Does that sound pre- like me saying that phrase? I've been fairly straight down the line with endings and things for years. When I say, I said us. I watched us at the cinema view and I said, I don't care about your imagery, just give us the story straight down the line. Yeah, you did say that. It also, they, they, I know it's a completely separate film, but the ending to that film annoys me because her master yeah. plan is to have them just get to the middle of America and do nothing. The Jack's talking waffle. Absolutely um, not. You said it and I remember it. Clear as day. Pretentious is a good word for this film though. I do, I do actually agree for the, the story and the plot. But then again, I suppose it's probably an half decent word for a lot of Christopher Nolan efforts. Tenet, definitely. Not seen it. You don't, don't go out of your way to. No, I think you sort of put me off it because you, I'm pretty sure you just, abs- you, you just wrote it off in about two minutes after you've watched it. Yeah, I'll give it a chance. Sean, you're a big fan. <clears throat> yeah, I am. Oh, I think it's a good film. I mean, I agree with most of what uh, kind of you already said, really. Um, yeah, just just enjoyable film. Uh, I probably disagree with the sense that I, I actually quite like most of it. Um, but one of my favourites, I mean, we'll go on to see, one of my favourite scenes is when they actually talk through that, the process of what it is and what they're doing. 
um, which kind of sets up what they do for the rest of the film. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan. Big cast as well. There's a big cast. I guess that's the benefit of getting being Christopher Nolan that you can yeah. kind of get who you want. It's surprising that um, the girl that played Ariadne didn't really get a big film after this. She's in X-Men Days of Future Past, but not in a big role. She's not really had anything spectacular in that time. Actually, you said Umbrella Academy. I don't know how successful that was. Even then, that's 10 years after Inception. So I would have thought she'd have had something a bit bigger after that. Well, she... I keep thinking... I kept thinking of it. Is, is that... But then something else that she's in that's quite big. She was in Juno before. Juno. 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 Yeah. Juno. But that was before. That was before Inception. Yeah, that's 2007. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a strange one. But I don't know. She strikes me as one of those that... Like, you know, when you get those actors that don't necessarily want to be a star. Uh, I was going to say, didn't she, didn't, didn't she step away? Yeah, she got married to one of the directors of Gina. Isn't she, isn't she not a she now as well? Am I, I read that right. The IMDB page would maybe suggest that. Yeah, I'm sure she's not. I think she came out as non-binary or transgender not long ago. How was Ginger, did she you did. say? She did, yeah. She used to, it used to be Ellen Page, and it's Elliot Page now, right? He's okay. now called Elliot Page. Oh, well, I apologise for saying she's the old time. I, I don't I mean you can fact-check it, because I might be wrong, but I'm quite sure. It's, it's when, definitely Elliot Page. Um, it is now, but when he was in Juno, yeah, it that's, was I just Ellen Page. Elliot being a girl's name as well. <laughs> that, maybe why he was chosen. Maybe. I don't think we're the four to... Discuss the, no, the, no, the no. intricacies of, of being trans, transgender, I'll be honest. No, we did that once with the cast of topic, and I had to cut half the podcast. Yeah, I could see that. TK and Alex, can't trust him, can you? <laughs> um, if we go on to the categories, um, rewatchability, Keen, and I don't think I need to ask you if uh, it's rewatchable for you because you did complain to me for a large part of the start of the week about having to rewatch it. I would put it off twice, if that gives you an opinion of how much I wanted to rewatch it. Yeah. Um Jack, rewatchability? Yeah, I like it. Always have. Always will. Even at two and a half hours. More it is more rewatchable than this dross that we're gonna talk about next. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're everyone's entitled to their opinion, but that's actually just wrong. Yeah, um, agreed. <laughs> Can we decide since Jack called Mad Matt rewatchable? I've not seen Mad, <laughs> Mad This Max goes into ten, that bracket, by the way, for me. Mad, Mad Max is ten times the film that Never Back Down is. Well, Genuinely. Hey, you're saying Inception's in the same bracket as Mad Max? In terms of how little, in the fact that I, unless. There's unless there's some sort of reward at the end of it for me, the fact that I will never rewatch either of them again. If this, <laughs> oh if, this go, if this goes if this goes through to the second round, I will not be rewatching it. <laughs> I might even just I might even just skip that week of the pod. I, I, yeah, I think if Never Back Down goes through, I think I might retire. There you go. Boys, <laughs> if, you need, if you need an incentive, yeah. <laughs> well, either way, I mean, 
quite telling, really, whichever wins, which one of us you want to fuck <laughs> so, off the most. So, so, so essentially, essentially, this is the last pod that we're all in. No, no, because I'll be one back next week. Going. I didn't say forever. This isn't, this isn't, you know I mean? this isn't the WWE. We're not putting careers on the line. <laughs> Jackass. Yeah, oh, Jackass. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Mine is for one week only. Oh, it sounded well. Sure. Let's go. Um, rewatchability. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm probably I'm not quite where uh, Jack is, but um, yeah, definitely we wasn't not quite I, where Keenan is either. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. But I'm, uh, but I would say I'm closer to closer to Jack than I, than I am to Keenan. Um, but yeah, I, I do think it's rewatchable, even though it is two and a half hours. I I can watch it and, and enjoy it. I think I part think... of that is just because of the feeling that I had when I first when I did first watch it. I think I think it's a, I think it's a great film, but I I also think the rewatchability isn't there. Two and two and a half hours long, the time it takes to really get going, I don't see how you can call that rewatchable. The thing is, when you first watched it, you were engrossed because it was a new theory. But you now that you know the theory, you don't look forward to the first part because you already know what the premise of the film. Is. Which is why it's not rewatchable. I wouldn't. I, I would still say it's rewatchable though, because I've watched it. Rewatchable. So many rewatchable doesn't mean that you'll never watch it again. It just means, in terms of the frequency of to which you'll rewatch it. Just for the record, in this in this exact instance, it means I will never watch it again. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, please let me be clear. How many times have you watched it already? Me, me, or Keenan? Two. Uh, this is the second time I've watched it. Same, I, I don't need to see it again. No, I probably, don't. I think I've probably watched it four times, I reckon. Jack said 15 earlier. I reckon I have, since it came out. It came out in 2010? Yeah. That's a good, what, 11 years? So you're telling me my maths isn't superb, so forgive me if I'm wrong, you've dedicated 37 and a half hours of your life to this shit. <laughs> That's a full working week. That is a working week, mate. <laughs> You're a better man than me, then. To be fair, it was one of those where you don't used to get that achievement when you'd spent 100 hours in the arena on FIFA. It used to pop up, and I used to think of it, and I'm, well, I'm not actually that pleased that I'm not that. Yeah, that's, that's not fantastic. If we go on to the quotes... Um, Cobb's dreams feel strange while we're in them. It's only when we wake up that we realise something was actually strange. It is very true. It is true, yeah. A lot of what they say about dreams is true, isn't it? The, the, what is that noise? About... Yeah, no. What is going Keen, on? Keen, we're going to have to have you here. Uh, <laughs> you're not talking, I think. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I, I'm actually like, letting like, my head still. Like I don't, like I don't know what it is. It's, it's, it's going to be the headphones, but it's... Uh, it sounds like, a, you know, when you, you first start a shower or something and it's kind of hissing at you. Yeah. Or like, like those weird transmissions that you find from deep space but when no one knows where it came from. I just can't work out why. I'm like, I actually haven't moved. It's probably like, feedback from something. Actually, yeah, I wonder what it is. Yeah, I'm, I'm used to stuff. I, but I can't. I'm not doing anything to create anything. No, no, no. So. All right, cool. Just shout me when you need me. Or just, well, just unmute yourself when you want to jump in. Um, 
his uh, it would have to be a seven four seven, and then saying uh, pilots up top, first class cabins in the nose to know I'd walk through, and he says I bought the airline, so you need to flash in that cash. I mean, I, you would think that would be quite a red flag for <laughs> this, but I suppose people aren't expecting that to be happening. I, f- I find it weird because Sato, he's in the film, he's introduced to you as this bad guy, right? And he then has their mate that's failed in the task before this one. And they just cut him off and look like they're going to kill him. And then he turns out to be just a lovely bloke. <laughs> he was a rat. He, uh, he unearthed a rat. Yeah. He was the rat. The guy at the start. The guy in the helicopter, he says he, they, yeah, they that, were trying that, to avoid him and he'd already snitched on him. He yeah. found, he seeked him out. But yeah, Sato is actually a really nice bloke. He's just a friendly guy throughout the whole film. <laughs> but he just turned out to be a nice bloke, which was weird considering he's supposed to be the bad guy to start with. Alex did want me to say for the record that his favourite quote is from Ian saying, you mustn't be afraid to dream a little bigger, darling, than pulling out a grenade launcher. Yeah, very good. I agree, that's mine as well. <laughs> his all whole... That, uh, all that range, that's what it is. Why can't you go home? Because they think I killed her. Thank you for not asking whether I did. She might have just been terrified. Didn't want to ask. And how did you feel about Gordon Levitt putting his moves on Ariadne? Subconscious is looking for the dreamer. Quick, give me a kiss. Worth a shot, yeah. Can't blame a guy for trying, I suppose. Maybe that's what did it. Did what? Nothing. Sean, <laughs> what's your favourite? <laughs> favourite quote? Yeah. Or any we've not mentioned. I don't really, yeah, I mean, I don't really have, I didn't think it was necessarily a quotable film. One thing I've no. got is, I think the, the dialogue, I guess the dialogue of where um, DiCaprio and, and Elio Page are in the, the cafe when he talks through about like, what a dream is and that whole dialogue explaining what they do um, and then obviously it goes into the tables and everything exploding I quite like that bit of dialogue but in terms of like a one actual quote I yeah, don't really have one other than the ones you talked about I'll ask you then what, what your favourite scene is was that you said when they were explaining it or I mean that that is up there as well I do really like that scene um, and then uh, other than that the open sequence I think is quite good um, and then got the scene where he first meets Tom Harley's character and then they have the chase as well that follows from that um, so yeah they're all my I think my favourite ones but the best one yeah is probably that that first scene where he's with Elliot Page and they're in that dream and they talk through it Jack what was your favourite scene? Um, I'm gonna go with the battle in the snow. No, it's cliche, but I just thought it was well done. I love to see people skiing with machine guns. It's great in James Bond. It's great in this. Need to see more of it. Because it's, was, uh, it, 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 I was about to say, it literally is perfect because you can use your arms for the gun but still go like 40, 50 miles an hour on skis. Like that is just a dream. Mine was the zero gravity scene fight going on. Yeah, the race at the time. I'm sure this Gordon Levitt manoeuvring his way around, tying them all up and doing his little diehard impression in the lift. <laughs> um, Alright, if we go on to Never Back Down. Never Watch Again. You didn't be kicked off the call. 
<laughs> a frustrated and conflicted teenager arrives at a new high school to discover an underground fight club and meet a classmate who begins to, convert, to coerce him into fighting. Um, critics reviews. A naive and truly obnoxious movie about the world of mixed martial arts. While the character of Jake isn't an emotionally taxing one, Faris has his moments, especially in a low-key scene in which he attempts to explain why his character is full of rage. Here's what I hope for. Someone to root for, someone to root against, an inspiring coach, some eye candy, and of course, training montages. I got what I wanted. That sums it up nicely. What more do you need from this film? Everything. What, what were you expecting from this kind of film? From this kind of film, I mean, a bit of just, if it was one of those films that I'd watched when I was 16 and I was still at school, I probably would have liked it. And it would have, like, manifested and I would have had fond memories of it. Watching it for the first time when I'm 27, I look back at it and think it's a shite. If the character was named James Bond, you'd love it. That's absolutely not true. <clears throat> it's not a complex character. It's a character where his dad's It's not died. supposed to be a complex character. It's a yeah, I, brain no, but that, that's, no, he, he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be this, oh, I'm all sad, so I punch things. That's the character that he's supposed to be. And it's like, yes, his dad's died. Very sad. Uh, but he needs to stop rising to it. It would last it approximately three minutes in like an English high school. We both he's... like Back to the Future. If Martin McFly doesn't respond to the word chicken, you wipe out three films. But it's also a comedy. It's not really a gritty action film about MMA. It's... This isn't a gritty action film. It's not gritty. Well, it's, it's supposed to be. It's like Underground Fight Club and he gets upset when someone mentions his dad. Someone mentions... He gets upset when they mention... Like, his dad is we'll, 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 we'll move on because I've got notes upon notes for this. You're kind of telling me I can't talk. You're telling me no. you're telling me I can't talk, and it's honestly, like, it's like a I'm ready to go. It doesn't do it so much when you are talking; it's when it's just kind of open. All right, that's fine. Well, let's let's filibuster this bitch. Um, honestly. You're calling him a, supposedly a complex character. All he's supposed to be is a teenager who's fucking ang- who's got a bit of angst, yeah. naturally. Cause he's trying to get his end away, and then obviously his dad's died, which is quite sad, and he's quite angry about it because he was in the motor with him, and he feels a little bit responsible. It's not a complex issue, it's, I mean, quite fair fucking human emotion. And then obviously fighting, get into it, eventually he rises through it, and he becomes a little bit more disciplined up until then he sort of regresses. But there isn't a complexity to it. Byron texted me this last night because I criticised someone's acting in this film. Um, I said, not a great actor. And he, well, he, he quite correctly pointed out that for the, this, for this type of film, there is a lot worse of a standard of acting. Um, but what, what more do you want from, like, that is the question. What more do you want from this film? You don't need anything more. So, you don't, the, my point, it would my be point weird that, if this was overacted. My, my point to this though would be with the reviewing the supposed great action movies of this bracket since 1990. And, this what more do you want them. from this film does not make a great action movie that we should be celebrating and reviewing. If we, in the just a, we, if we just... We if we start pulling Mad If Max. we start pulling in that thread, that's not a thread that we get to pull on. Because if Mad we start Max asking has, what more you Mad want Max from these has, films... Mad Max has more action in this film 
than Never Let Down does. Well, I'll tell you that. Show, more show it should be. Than Mad Max. <laughs> Mad Max goes on for a day and a half longer. Of course it's got more action. <laughs> and there's no character development in that. I don't know. Tom Hardy learns to walk again, doesn't he? Or whatever happens. I can't remember. I'm just playing from my brain. A slightly different tone. Yeah, like, that part I do remember. The acting is hammy. Jimin Huntsu shows up to give the flick a corny air of Karate Kid, and there's nothing particularly original about the whole premise, but somehow it works. Must be those abs. I've, I've, I've got this literally written down as One Tree Hill does fight play. And that's what it seems like. Just the whole, that boring, schemes for woe is me drama. I, just think I probably, I mean, I probably agree. I probably agree that it is One Tree Hill does Fight Club, but I quite enjoy One Tree Hill and also enjoy Fight Club. <laughs> I, 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 enjoy, I enjoyed one. I enjoyed both of those things, like One Tree Hill back when I was younger, I suppose. But I just didn't like them mashed together. I thought it was just a cheesy, corny movie. You know, I just could not buy into. Maybe it's just a genre picture, but scene after scene in Never Back Down displays vitality and wit. This is the year's first good-looking and fully enjoyable American movie. Just quickly, as much as I do like this film, wit. Wit. That's what I do like. Hey, his brother. His brother's got some wit about him. Yeah, I do like. I do actually like this film, and I, I think I do think a part of it because Sean said it earlier about the remember when you first saw it because I saw this when it first came out. So what was that? Oh eight. Yeah. How old am I? I'd have been, I'd have been about thirteen. This is when you when you're a thirteen year old lad. This is right. This is your fucking wheelhouse. A hundred percent. I agree with yeah. you. Well, I said I mean, if, I, if I saw it ten years ago, then I would love it. I reckon. Yeah, but very true. Now, you, you probably are right. But now it's one of those where. So if I watch Sex Drive now for the first time, I probably wouldn't buy into it, but it's one of my wow. favorite. I remember it so well from when I was a kid. So Shoot the like, fan of Sex Drive, innit? Huh? <laughs> Shoot love Sex Drive. He watched <laughs> it for the first time on the pod. Ray one Blair. of the worst films. One of the worst films I've ever watched. <laughs> but this is the thing. I guess it's one of those that it's all about the coverage you watch. Twenty-six-year-old blokes were never the target audience for this film. No, they weren't. <laughs> they, 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 it, it was rated as a 15, and that's basically what you wanted. You wanted fucking lads <laughs> use testosterone was flying off the charts at fucking yeah. the, sight, <laughs> the sight of anything female, just to be fucking right on bang on this. Yeah, it's literally like um, they don't want you to be over 15 to watch this. You have to be under 15 to watch you need a, you need a still yet to develop fully brain to enjoy this film, which yeah. says more. Which says more about me because I rewatched it last night and I actually still really liked it. <laughs> I watched it again on my lunch break today. Fuck off. Fuck right off. How many times you watched it this week then? What? That's just, well, that's pure, I, that's purely just around the herd, isn't it? I watched um, the first fight scene and then I carried on and. Uh... <laughs> Shock Chelsea have got the easy draw in the FA Cup again. Brilliant. I don't think that the fight scenes are even that good in this. That's the problem with it. Like, I know it's just, you could say that about all sports movies, all football movies, all American football movies, baseball, everything. But you feel like fights are quite choreographable. In this, the, one in, the, one in, the one in traffic is class. Yeah. Yeah, just Before, like... yeah, that was great. That was brilliant. But like the actual ones at the end, for example, there's times where he's got them on the floor with an absolute sucker punch, and they like start playing to the crowd. And instead, you just get them to finish them off, wouldn't you? If we can celebrate a bit of the film without you just trashing it, 
<laughs> Pretty much all of Never Back Down is shot like an episode of Punked, with a soundtrack for an MTV2 playlist, which is all perfectly appropriate and kind of fun. I will say that I absolutely love the soundtrack. But I, I have to say that. And then finally... bangers on there. It's never going to warrant a glowing review when character development is just replaced by musical montages. Yeah, that... Yeah, very true. Not much trivia, as you'd expect. Um, Sean Farris gained 15 pounds of muscle for the role. Gillian Jacobs, who played Jill in Hot Tub Time Machine 2 and Britta in Community, auditioned for the role of Baha. Jacobs said that director Jeff Wadlow remarked that her audition reminded him of Christopher Walken. She did not get the part. Chris Horty was inspired to write the script after his then-teenage son showed him YouTube videos of fights taking place at his school. Uh, years after the film was released, behind-the-scenes footage of Cam uh, and Day, Superman punching a capoeira fighter was passed off on social media as footage of a US soldier competing in a real tournament. I did see that clip popping up of the guy doing all the flashy stuff and then just getting Superman punched and people trying to pretend it was real. But they literally show it from that exact angle in the actual film. <laughs> and finally, iPhones were used throughout the movie to record the fights. This movie was released in 2008. Video capability for the iPhone wasn't available until the summer of 2009. So, incorrect there. They, uh, but they do, uh, I mean, 12, 13 years on, they fucking played a blinder, really, because they called. Like, yeah. <laughs> you think about World Star, World Star and shit like that, that'd be he's fucking yeah. years ahead, light years ahead of that. Yep. People just recording and launching fights on the internet, so they've done well at that. Yeah. It's... It sets the scene perfectly, starting you off a rainy sports scene, which is always perfect. Um, the little turn back as someone makes a snide comment, this time being about his dad, as is the recurring theme. The scrap to kick things off, and then straight away, you're into his move, him arguing with his mum. There's weird passive aggression between them for, well, the entire film. Is she the one that plays Terry Bauer in 24, or do they just have the same haircut? Mm. No. I assume Jack would be... I suppose, you, have, I suppose you haven't done that trivia. Your mic's just gone horrible there. Who, me, or...? Yeah, you. What do you mean by horrible? Like, like Alex, where it goes really loud. Oh, right. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It is. Have it is Terry Bauer. Sheesh. There you go, Jack. Yeah, I thought, I thought it was. She was born in Leslie Hope, born in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada. Always wanted to go to Nova Scotia. Um, yeah, just saying about the, the fight scenes there, that slow-mo in the first fight scene where he gets kicked giving, gave me memories of Fight Night Round 3 with the replays. Or Taken. Taken, Tekken, sorry. Tekken, I was going to say. Don't remember the slow-mo in Taken. Leading Neeson delivering a perfect round last year. That that first fight scene, when we do last scene standing again in round two, it's a contender. Which Everything about it. I mean, so 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 far there is actually just one winner for that one. You all know what it is. This. Think about it properly. It's not this. Come on, be serious. And what I'm going to say, because I think it'll be popular consensus, isn't even my favourite scene from that film. It will be Denzel doing King Kong. That'll be a good final. You heard it here first. No, that's your winner. Um, that fight scene, the little walk through uh, 
the walk through the house, him making the remark that we all think every time is to, uh, does everyone in every kid in America have these just ridiculously sized houses? Which yeah. you get the remark later in the film that, oh, this is actually my guest house. Um, birds in the hot tub with him filming them, carry on through. He's got his, uh, fight shorts on under his, uh, trousers, which is something else in itself. Duck under the water, they come back up. Teenagers by My Chemical Romance is playing, or they go through the different types of fights that are going on in the background. Drop, he clocks Amber Heard walking through, looking like a smoke show. Has his little smirk on his face, turns back around. Bang, you're into it. And then, Brian McCarthy, every line he has in that scene is, is just pure gold. I've been saying in my own head all day, that old school boxing shit that doesn't fly around here, as he kicks him in the legs. It's an absolute insult as well. I'm glad he gets done just for that. <laughs> but no, that's true. These days, I've seen the tweet several right. times. If, if, if you're going to scrap someone and they, they start by kicking you in the leg, turn around and go away, because you're not going to win. Nah, not fair. Don't insult the sport. He gets turned anyway. In re- in reality, it's one all. So, I think that nod at the end in the final scene is him saying the trilogy on pay per view. <laughs> that, that gone, mate. I was going to say, I, 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 was, I, was, I the only thing I wanted to say was that he's literally it's not even he's beaten up his mate; it's attempted murder. And Thanks. A, Thank you. A, a slight nod and a wry smile <laughs> made attempted murder in okay. Yeah, he, said, Mate, he must be the most charming man on planet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, hey, Max deserved that. His mate is beefing Ryan, and he thinks he can go chill around his house. Yeah, it also Max. Max, I actually like him in the film. He's a little bit of light, light comic relief and stuff. But when his when his boys get out, he should be getting turned over in traffic. No attempt to help him. Gets gets his camera up. Shit house. <laughs> the the, the end. Wow, well, I don't care. Do you know what I mean, he, imagine that. Imagine if, if me and you were walking out where three lads were trying to beat you, and I just whipped the iPhone out and started started shouting world stuff. You're gonna be best pleased, aren't you? <laughs> I will say the ending, the ending for this kills me because, as Jack says, it spent the whole film, te- most of the film terrorising him. Like, lumps out, of it, lumps out of the bird he wants to be his missus and all. Um, puts his new best mate in the hospital. Like, absolutely fucks him up. And then, uh, just because he, he, just because suddenly Ryan loses, he's like, oh, I'll tell you what, this lad's alright, actually. <laughs> One or two think <laughs> they should sit over dislike each other fier- fiercely. Well, now that Jake knows that he's got, now that he's got him on the ropes, he should just be tearing into him again in that car park. He doesn't really have him on the ropes. He, know- he knows what happens if he goes for round three. I don't think that's true. Ryan he fought for round two with broken ribs, man. Hand combat, hand-to-hand combat. Yeah, he has broken ribs this time. He has broken ribs, mate, in round two, and he still does him. I think. I, I've got it written. I've got it written. Hand-to-hand down, combat. He smokes everyone. And has a close tussle with the dog from the raid in the finale. I've got, 
I've got it written down in my notes that he is literally Homer from The Simpsons when he becomes a boxer in that episode where he lets everyone beat the shit out of him for so long they get tired and he gets lucky and wins. Yep, Dredrick Tatum, heavyweight champion of the world. Exactly. That is literally this guy's tactic is that he gets the shit kicked out of him constantly and he just ends up winning because of ex machina. It's because he's, he's pure heart. That's what it is, Jack. That's what you're forgetting. You're discounting that, no, that heart. I, I, I get he's it. Not, so... He's not pure heart. In in the beatdown, can I just say, once you, once you know where MMA is, the first round that he goes through, he wins by a car slicer. You could do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for years and not even attempt that. He's on an elite that. level after a month. But uh, look, supreme athlete. In I mean, the, also as another thing, mate. Bali, he tries a helicopter armbar. Yeah, again, you might as well be speaking Chinese. None of these words mean. He kicks him up <laughs> in the air and tries to catch, and then catches his arm in the air and swivels him round. Okay. Um, again, probably for this, the same as I say. What more do you want from this film? Don't. If you want this to win and present this as a good opportunity, don't start dissecting the legitimacy of the mixed martial arts in this film. <laughs> Well, no, because uh, you're, well, you're, like, you're, like you're actually doing yourself a disservice here. I like Rocky. I like Rocky films. If 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 Rocky got behind his jab for twelve, if Apollo got behind his jab for twelve against Rocky, we wouldn't have the same film. Well, that's correct. If he fought like an actual professional fighter, he wins. He just takes <laughs> on points. That's but what I mean. I would, yeah, but I wouldn't be doing that in the Rocky. I would, if we were doing Rocky, I'd be saying the same thing to you. Don't start. Yeah, I wouldn't I'm start saying. My my man's got he's got elite skills after a month. Yeah. John Rocha is no joke. <coughs> well, you see his workout, didn't you? He puts he puts in that work. Exactly. Um, you you mentioned the scene in the uh, in traffic when he when he gets out of the car and Rockstar by Chameleon Air and Lil Wayne kicks in. I'm flexing. I'm flexing as I watch that because I'm that pumped up. <sighs> I asked you this the other week and I think you ignored me but whatever happens whatever happens to Camilla who knows I mean he probably made he probably made bank from riding alone yeah that's pretty far he's like a hip uh, hip hop police he's like that or like grown and sexy <laughs> rockstar that kicking in there I'm going to say it John I'm going to say it, it rivals Can't Tell Me Nothing in the Hangover. <laughs> I, I actually meant to ask you because I, I had a... I thought Stronger was better. On your mic. <laughs> I thought Stronger was, was better. I was going to say the moment where Stronger kicks in, I was going to ask you whether you think that deserves to be up there with you still, Dre's. Yeah, yeah. We could actually have another... Could get a category going here. The, the, the lyrics of Rockstar, though, these are deep, meaningful lyrics. I've got well, ladies that love my ladies, haters that hate my haters. I'm a chameleonaire, but got billionaires for my neighbours. <laughs> you can't. That's no mean. That's no small feat. As he's putting Make his it. head through the car door. Wind mirror. Wind mirror. And we haven't even mentioned Amber Heard yet. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Yeah. No. That was another reason why I didn't like the films. I just couldn't root for their. Romance, because <clears throat> for obvious reasons. 
for obvious <laughs> reasons. She's not very liked, is she? Oh, me, everyone deserves me and Byron a second are about chance. to run a PR campaign. Everyone, everyone deserves a second chance, and sometimes you got to put these things to the side. Nah. If we did a pros and cons list, cons <laughs> may outweigh the pros. The one, the, there is one pro, but it's really, really important. It's elite. <laughs> it is elite. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually, I've said this to Byron so many times. I think she's worth it. That you might change your sheets a bit more often than you're expecting. <laughs> <laughs> of all the you weird might... stuff, that, that's actually the that's actually the bit that I was like, maybe that's too far. Joe, you know, like when she's just right hooking him and stuff like that, I was like, okay, so I, we'll, we'll we'll swallow that. But it's the shitting on the sheets you've got. Maybe it's a bad influence. <laughs> no, it's. It's warped her mind, and that's where she got the expression from. I don't know. I, I, I don't know if that's true. It's a nice way to try and spin your dislike for this film. I'll give you that. <laughs> I should point out, I should, right from the inception of the podcast, I've been telling people, you don't go near Amber Heard. You don't play with fire. Because everyone that does, it doesn't end well for you. Johnny Depp didn't listen. <laughs> Not a friend of the pod, really. Johnny Depp isn't, no. I'm the herd is. His brother asking to wrestle. He knows. Whatever, whatever she's done to give her. Yeah, it's like, when he comes in, it's like, what are you guys doing? Like, How old are you? <laughs> He's an innocent tennis star. And he obviously does know. He's just, he just trying to make it awkward. Yeah, that's true. Then he asked to wrestle afterwards. He reminds me of Simon's brother from the Inbetweeners, just like Rustin Jimmers. Be a great character. Very good. Um, if we go on to the categories, rewatchability, Keenan. No, by Dan. No, I mean we're not on the going back and forth yet. But I'll oh, rewatch my back. My back. Sorry. Uh, I I'll rewatch this. Um, no, that's a bit of an exaggeration. I don't know. I, I'll probably rewatch this at some point, but I will. End of the week? Nah. It's not going to be very high up the list, but it, it's, it's good. I like the film. Sean, rewatchability? You're on mute, Sean. Right, yeah. Um, I'm probably similar to Keenan. Um, it, it falls into the category that you said earlier about like football manager films. You could put, you could put it Leave on. your brain at the door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Look up occasionally for the odd fight scene. Uh, on the on the odd montage, but no, I'm I'm not going to be rushing to watch it again. How long do you think you'd last in uh, Jean Roca's circuit training? I could do I could do I could get to one circuit, I think, but then then you'd be taking me to the hospital afterwards, and then I'd be going back. Current current state of fitness, probably the first part of that circuit. What's well, so he jumps in and does first? Does the weights first, doesn't he? Yeah, if he starts with the pull ups, it's it's game over. Uh, well, thing, I, wouldn't there is... I wouldn't have been able to get the rope. So. No, no, I'm not even going to try. That's 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 me. But I'm, okay, I'll see you soon. Um, also, this lad's supposed to be a supreme fucking high school athlete, right? He's a footballer. They yeah. the lad showing him how to use a fucking kettlebell. <laughs> and, uh, and and how to run. That's the only thing that annoyed me. He's doing this circuit. He's doing this circuit, and his max is going. Yeah, you got to do this, this, and this. Well, you're telling me how a fucking high school athlete's never been in a gym before. No, again, I've never played a marathon sure in my talent. life. 
Maybe. Do, maybe. Do you back yourself to last longer in the beatdown or circuit training? Beatdown. Genuinely. Because I could, I, I could try and pin someone. Jack, rewatchability? Nope. I'll take over then. Up there with the most rewatchable films in the bracket. Oh leave your brain God. at the door special. It's two that hours first long. Fight scene, that first, it's an hour 50 and the, the credits are quite long, so we'll call it an hour 40. Feels like an hour 20. Flies by. You've got some great little musical montages in there. The first fight scene is elite as it gets. You've got a good guy to root for, bad guy to root for, a nice conclusion with a clear cut ending. Perfect rewatchability. Is it clear cut? They just smile at each other. Because they say, after the beatdown, it's over. That's quite clearly over. Maybe when a promoter gets involved, they have the rematch down the line. I will say, by the way, there is a Never Back Down 4 coming out that's just been commissioned. I don't see Inception 4 coming out. (laughs) Who's in the first? Who's in the second one? No, I don't mate, know. I, don't. I, I wouldn't go near it. <laughs> don't not watch the second yeah, one. It's made from the second one, isn't it? If, if I was angry at the first one, am I going to be angry at the second one? I don't think you... I, I actually think you'd struggle to watch it. I struggle it, this to watch is, it. Yeah, exactly. Is it, but I think you might actually not complete the second one. Okay. I like this film quite a lot when I watch it. but it's, 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 it's like, So when I watch it, I quite like it. But because film, of what it... The only film that I've like not completed where I've literally turned off halfway through is the new Independence Day. Oh, I once walked out of the cinema. I once walked out of the cinema when I went with Byron just so I could go and have a fag because I hated the film that much. <laughs> Bad what what, what film was it? Bad Man's Christmas. Yeah, that's right. I really liked the first one as well. So he was like, oh, do you want to go and watch this, the second one? I was like, yeah, fucking great. If it's anything like the first, it'll be a good time. I don't know how long I was sat there. I wouldn't want to guess and exaggerate, but... It... I've had some rough cinema experiences with Keenan, let me tell you. Number oh, one stop. of all, number one of all, him sitting on my poop and the lid coming off. I mean, you've launched that, mate. So this is such a lot as well. This is the biggest load of shit I've ever heard. In the cup holder and he sat on it, by the way. In- incorrect. You have basically launched that, mate. You, are, you actually know? speak. It's <laughs> one of it. You, you actually speak what though? That's the thing. Because you have you've basically assaulted me with that, and then you've had the nerve to blame me when you've ruined <laughs> my cinema going experience. Yeah, the sister. I can't even remember what film it was. Oh, it's some shite. I would assume. I imagine it. I think it was me, you, Town wasn't it? And uh, uh, Goff was there. <laughs> and uh, not been on the podcast, but the laddie's name rhymes with Schmorbit. Oh my lord, that was a long time ago. Not seen him yeah. yet. I can't remember what it was there. So. No, I can't. But I will tell you now, you've done me dirty there, and then you've tried, <laughs> you, you've tried to kill me. I haven't. So I've had numerous cinema experiences where you've been a nuisance. I mean, you've had one, maybe two. You did drag me to that film, that Basically, about prostitution. You, you, you wanted to see a walk among the tombstones, and you've waited till a woman is being raped on screen. And you're okay. you're <laughs> loving this, aren't you? But you're loving this because you've been into Apre beforehand. Oh, so there's a picture on the table. I've half cuts with folks. I do. I need it. I may. If I wouldn't have watched, if I wouldn't, have, if I'd have watched that film sober, I don't think you and I are talking now. Chris, he's fucking doing his thing. Stop taking over that for him. 
It's not Liam Neeson that worries me. It's everyone else that's doing their thing in that film that's my main <laughs> issue. Aren't they Russians in that as well? Oh, <laughs> Liam Neeson hates so. Europeans. <laughs> um, if, you want, if you're going to be the best, you have to take out the best. As if Dad's slapping him up. <laughs> yeah, it makes him look like a bitch, to be fair. Uh, his, his brother with two of the quotes of the film. Whatever she did accept and uh, want to wrestle. As I said to Byron last night, whatever she did accept is essentially my attitude to Amber Heard. Yeah. She needs us on her uh, in a core defence team. I told you, mate, we'll, we, we'll run a PR campaign. Say it to the judge, come on. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Your Honour, she is in fact just a shorts in Drive Angry. Um, Ryan McCarthy, as I said, that other cheap one, but you're good. You have a good centre of gravity, but that old school boxing shit just doesn't fly around here. And then there leg kicks. And now for the bad news, it's got to end with you looking like a bitch in front of everybody. And then he keeps getting up. Should have stayed down. And maybe my favourite, Ricky you here and now, but what fun would that be? It's the spectator sport. So true. <laughs> I do quite like it after he gets up, he gets turned over and he, Max is trying to get him back into them. And he's like, oh, John, I'm just not into that UFC stuff. He says, yeah, yeah, I, I got that impression. I got that impression last night. <laughs> um, also, as one of the critics referenced it, I do like the fact that as he's telling him to breathe whilst he's throwing the separate strikes, he says, is that, is that it? Is that your grasshopper speech? Yeah. When McCarthy kicks him in the leg um, in the bathroom, I'm not impressed. He's got a great villain face. He does have a great villain face. You are correct. He did once turn it's the smirk, into being injured, though. So we'll try and get him uh, back, I think. Still noticing the wounds from your boy, Jake Tyler. Exactly. Um, best moment slash scene, Keenan. Uh, it's the it's either it's the traffic fight, the training montage, or the last fight. Or probably I'm going to go the, the second training montage where he's actually flying and he's doing really well. Sean, uh, I think my favourite one's the first house party in Pisces. Yeah, agreed. Jack, Jack, you're muted. <laughs> Oh, sure. I literally muted myself and then started talking, thinking I was already on mute. Uh, yeah, if I, had to, if I had to choose one, it would be the car fight scene, because if I had to choose, I thought that was pretty good. Alright, so if we go on to the scoring, Jack, if you do want to watch Chelsea and go, um, not a problem. Got it on um, in the background, mate, it's fine. Just before we uh, add up the scores, so... Uh, no, I mean, if you want it, not a problem. We can uh, do the scoring in your absence. <laughs> Sean, I'll go to you first. Which film did you prefer? I prefer Inception. Jack? Inception. Keenan? No, back down. And I'm with you there. Sean, rewatchability? Uh, Inception. Jack? Sean's going to literally be the deciding vote in most of those. <laughs> I'm, I'm, it's I'm, 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 I'm when it comes to these. Inception. I actually, unlike Byron, who gets very tilted, 
because I just hate it almost indiscriminately. But when he likes something, he gets he gets a little bit upset. I am completely objective. Keen and rewatchability. Yeah, it's never back down. Agreed. Sean, best quote. Best quote uh, for me. Keen and you have to mute for a second. <laughs> Uh, it's a tough one, but if we take the spirit of, of a quote of how we would typically view that, I'll go for Never Back Down. Anyone in particular? Uh, probably here's, and here's the bad part of Scott Andrews, you look like, looking yeah. like a bitch. Yeah, that would be my best quote. Jack? Inception. Any particular quote? Uh, nothing in particular, no, just all of them. This is the least objective anyone's ever been. <laughs> <laughs> Every single word in Inception. Keenan? Same as shoot. Mine uh, currently is uh, that old school boxing shit doesn't fly around here. But anything well, a boxing that scene. fan as well. You're disrespectful. I'm also, a, I'm also an MMA fan. Probably more of an MMA well, fan these days. Boxing where your roots are, don't forget that. Yeah. Uh, Keenan? Best moment slash scene. Conversely, the best scene is the hotel scene in Inception where they're flying around as the dream collapses. Sean? Yeah, Inception for me. Any particular one? Uh, the scene where they're, where um, DiCaprio and Paige are first in the dream. And then the hotel one would probably be. Jack? Yeah, tied between the hotel one or the snow showdown. Well, the first swap in there. Never back down. Sean, who's your MVP? My MVP? Come back to me on this one. Keenan? So, depending on which one of our 9,000 definitions you want to use <laughs> for, for MVP, um, technically, it's probably the little brother. Because the old film don't happen if he don't get that tennis scholarship. But... <laughs> <laughs> that, is, that is true, is it not? He's yeah, not you're, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Your lad's living a decent life in Ohio. He's just fucking people up on the football pitch. He's, he's probably Iowa, doing well from somewhere. Ohio. Oh, see, they call him Ohio, don't they? It's all the Midwest. Oh, hold on. Calm down. Um, yeah, but that's the joke in the film. They say Ohio in the yeah. film, don't they? Thank you. So they do call him Ohio. Yeah, he, okay. he, says, he says you're from Ohio, right? And he says, no, due west, Iowa. Oh, right. So I'll call him Iowa. Oh, right, okay. Um, but, yeah, it's Jake. It's Tyler. Sean? Uh, You've gone to Sean Jake. again, so I don't sway him. Well, <laughs> he that's said, come back to him. So I've come back to him. I thought you were going back to, I thought you were coming to me last. All right, Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to Eve's. If he doesn't kill all those bad guys in the snow show. Yeah, if he doesn't kill... Danny... Oh, I said Danny Archer then. Um, he didn't told you, really. He's not even needed. It, it, well, that's why, that's why I, get, I laughed at it a little bit. Because I thought, actually, he's my MVP. Because Cobb is actually just more of a hindrance than a help in all of this. Drags all of his mates into that dream world without telling them that if they die, they actually end up staying there for the rest of their lives, essentially. Um... So, but Eves actually goes around as a one-man army, destroying everyone at the end. So, and he defibrillates um, Killian Murphy, and he sets the charges to start the kick. So, he's actually my MVP. Sean, 
Uh, Tyler will be my MVP. Okay, I didn't think there was a standout MVP though, really. Amber Heard. He's the one I give it to. John Amber Roker Heard. is my Smoke MVP. It. John Roker. If Shanky gets Jacob. Yeah. And the way he punishes that heavy bag. Sean, back to you. Most menacing villain. Lower back down for me. Keenan? Yeah, I agree. There isn't really a villain in Inception, is there? Kind of working against themselves. No, there isn't. This is this is my point because he it, like it's such. It's, this is probably the only other film that he wins against because essentially he's just a fucking high school bully. Like it, it, yeah. it's not actually that menacing a villain. Like at the end of the day, your life your life's going to move on, so don't worry about it. Um, but the Inception, there's no real. You can't really point the finger as as Tony Montana said and said that's the bad guy. Hey, it can make you look like a bitch. <laughs> Jack? Uh, I have to vote for Never Back Down because there literally is not a villain. I guess... Yeah, no, I'm going to have to. Agreed. I do also think great villain. I'm going to campaign for him to get some more work like I did for uh, Jay Baruchel. <laughs> Keenan. Best side character? Jean Roper. Or, Sean? as much as I stated him earlier, the member honourable shout-out would actually go to Tom Hardy. As much as I stated his invite need to be there in the story, but once he is actually there, it's a very good, very good role. Right. Which one do you pick? Jean Roker. Sean? Uh, yeah, Roker as well. My pick's for Jake's brother. Although him lying about that black eye did leave a sour taste to my mouth. He's got to stick <laughs> with that story or not run with it at all. Jack, who's your best side character? Uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Is that Roker? I can't remember his name. No. Roker's, <laughs> the, Roker's the trainer in Never Back Down. Oh, then it's definitely not that. No, it's... Arthur. Um, Joseph Arthur. Gordon- oh, it's same, Arthur? same final syllable. That's it, yeah. I'd say right. he's the main... I'd probably put him as the main character, but... He could be. I suppose it could be five. Sure. Well, Cobb, Cobb, it's all about Cobb, isn't it? Cobb in... I uh, think Cobb in... Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. Would you give Marion Cotillard as a side character? Sorry, I was going to say, would you give Marion Cotillard as a side character? Because I think she deserves some yeah, credit she, as well. She'd be a side she's, character. She's banging to be fair. Uh, she's, she's got menacing eyes. She does. She really does. Swage, swage Brad Pitt away as a married man. Hmm. Sean, action per minute. Uh, it's action. Keenan, if you're there. I'm there, yeah. Sorry, Sean, I looked down, I saw you were muted. Um, Shot you blame me again, straight away. It was you. It wasn't, he was muted. Who are you, Sean? Oh, he was muted himself, huh? Action per minute, Keenan? Never back down. That first hour of Inception leaves a lot to be desired, doesn't it? Agreed. I think it's an, I think it's an hour five when they go into uh, the first kind of heist. Uh, Jack, action Is, per minute? It'd be Inception, I think. Because of the chase at the start when he meets Eves, um, 
and I guess a lot of the storytelling could be classed as action as well with when they're in the dream at the start of it and they get, when they meet Sato as well so yeah I'm going Inception Kill Count on screen is quite clearly Inception we only get one death in there never back down how many do you reckon die in Inception? 29 I don't actually I don't actually have a figure uh, not, not a clue on that usual website that's no, not but you definitely see more die don't you yeah it's definitely a lot more regardless I mean did anyone die in you see his dad die technically uh, but yeah see Cobb shoots four guards alone um you've got numerous people dying during the dreams you've got the guards they're crushed uh Saito and Mao when the dreams collapse, uh, so on, so on. You mind muted again, Keenan? Yeah, sorry, mate. I'm we'll getting sorry for next week. <laughs> oh, thank you. Um, Sean, most creative use of weaponry? Yeah, uh, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's not really creative, I don't think. Well, I guess you could, I mean, you could probably argue it's creative moves that you use in, in the fighting aspect. That calf slicer. Yeah, as as a general weapon though, I'd have to go Inception, and it's the it's the the the, the method of entering their dreams as a weapon. Oh yeah, Keenan. Yeah, shoot is correct. It's the ability to enter someone's mind. Jack. Yeah, that was mine. I would not say anything that was done in zero gravity. Just looks a lot more creative as it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Best soundtrack, Sean. Never back down. Keenan? Yeah, never back down. Jack? Yeah, never back down. Agreed. Um, originality, Inception, I think. Inception. Clear Inception, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry. Um, I'd like Jack, to see someone argue never back down. Yeah, it is, mate. Yeah, I do agree. Um, and also, bigger impact, I would assume, is never back down, although... Uh, we've had some creative uh, answers to this before from Keenan, so <laughs> I'll just give him the benefit of the doubt first. What? What are you digging me out for? I haven't. I said you've had some creative answers to bigger impact before, so I'm just yeah, no, it's... In particular here. no, it's quite. It's the very obvious answer. Inception. Yeah. Anyone disagree before I? Uh, no. Nope. Uh, I mean, I'll make the argument if you wish, but we will just be killing time for ten minutes. <laughs> Keenan, better ending? Left or right? They're both bitterly disappointing. Do you need an answer, though? Both, um, both dog, aren't they, Keenan? Correct. That is a great way to describe They are both absolutely dog. Um, <laughs> can we add, on that note, before we go into it, can we add a... Like as part of the awards at the end of the season, we had a team dog, dog the, uh, of the bracket. Dog team, dog film, yeah. dog show, that kind of thing. Dog film, John Wick. What? That's not nice, <laughs> is it? It's a film centred around a dog. You proud of that? No, no need for that. Yeah, I could tell it. Your voice actually went up like half an octave. <laughs> I'm still waiting for your best ending. Where? Uh, best ending? Fucking hell. Can I the least the least offensive ending 
it's never back down. And that is saying something. Sean, best ending? Uh, Inception for me. And it, the main reason for that is, is the, is the, is the head nod at the end, as we touched on. Uh, Jack? Yeah, Inception for me. Never back down for me. I like a clear cut ending. None of this tosh you get in there. Inception. Uh, you just don't understand art though, do you? <laughs> Keenan, best chemistry. I'd actually give this to Leo and his team. But that's probably not as more to do with the fact that they are just a far better calibre of actors. Sean? Yeah, mine would be the same. Jack? Sorry, I missed the question. You cut out for some reason. Best chemistry? Inception. For Cobb and... I can't pronounce the name. I'd say uh, Cobb and Malska. Um, much as Amber Heard and uh, Jake Tyler do do their thing. Just for the record, she is who I was referring to when I said they are just, they're not a very good actor. It kills, it does kill a lot of the chemistry because God almighty, they aren't, they aren't, they aren't great. It's totaling up there. So going through to the next round is Inception with a 6-5 win. Oh. that crew. Saved my retirement. Huh? Saved my retirement, that did. Yeah, chemistry was the clincher. Hmm. And, that and ending being a, being a tie really is criminal. That tosh ending in uh, Inception. See, if, well, if, if the tosh ending to never... Never back down tosh. They are both dog. Never back down. It's, it's gentlemen putting it to rest. It's shite. The ending of that. And the Inception, I, I think... I, my hatred for it just becomes because so many other people love it and I don't know it's not me trying to be a hipster but because when I was going to watch it everyone told me how much I find the, the ending amazing my sort of under, being so underwhelmed has just led to me hating it I suppose yeah if you saw it without being told that it was amazing you'd probably think it was that probably I had the exact same thing with Dread because everyone was yeah. like hey, mate you'll love this be unreal and I watched it I was like meh it's okay but if I'd have watched it off my own back I probably would have enjoyed it more yeah. So disrespectful. <laughs> right, well, Inception goes through to the next round and we'll face the winner of next week's tie, face-off against Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Jack, if if you uh, need to bounce to see uh, Chelsea, then... Sure, mate. Welcome. I'll shoot on off now. <clears throat> Catch you guys later. Adios. Yeah. And then, Sean, are you sticking Damn around it. for the points to consider? Uh, yeah, go on. I mean... If if you're doing us a favour, then uh... <laughs> basically what Byron's too nice to say is he's quite he's quite like he's quite like the two of us just signing off in the yeah. last fortnight. <laughs> he has, yes, you're right. He's quite enjoying it, so he's just just edging his way, seeing what the feelings are. <laughs> I didn't know if Keenan was going to say see Senor again, and Sean would duck out the door pretty quick. Oh, yeah, again, this no... is this is sort of myth. I'm in no position to talk about football. <laughs> it's a myth, yeah. I was leaving, I didn't leave because of Steve Senor. I'm just saying, you left without saying goodbye, which you, you normally <laughs> always say goodbye. <laughs> hey, I mean, Jack said Chelsea were leaving Thursday night football behind. The last three Thursdays, Chelsea have been playing. Is it still no-no? Yeah.
uh, Barnsley missed a chance on the line, so can't really do much more than that, can you? No. Um, real star of the film. Does Amber Heard take it for Never Back Down? I mean, I, you could give me the argument, because again, she is the cause of a lot of the trouble. Um, real star of the film. It's still Jake, isn't it? It's my man Ryan McCarthy, and I'm telling you, that trilogy fight, Jake Tyler wants none of it. That's why he wasn't there for Never Back Down 2. That's why he wasn't there for Never Back Down 3. That's why he wasn't there for Never Back Down 4. Because he knows, he knows once Ryan McCarthy stops just fighting with his heart, actually goes with his head, smokes him. For the record, he does get turned over while Shimon's got about three broken ribs. And the eye gouge is a disgrace. There's no coming back from that for me. Look, to be the best, you've got to take out the best. So by that logic, Jake Tyler's still the best. Good in here, champ, mate. He's going to get his way back over when they eventually get the rematch. When he stops ducking... I mean, they're both like 40 now, so I think we're in, I think we're good. Gets back in there with a real BMF. <laughs> in this universe, that is Sean Roker. When they do, when they just start training together, he's like, "Can't and let me go at half pace," and he just fucking rattles him inside about 14 seconds. It's great. Roker wants no part of what's no part of McCarthy. <laughs> the weight difference is substantial. <laughs> he's... He saw Max getting in his car, just stood at the doors to the gym saying no. Didn't want that smoke, did he? <laughs> Had his boys with him though, didn't he? You don't pick him up alone. That's what I mean, even for Max, yeah, he, he's got to have his mates there whilst he's trying to get, whilst he's firing into him. Um, the real star of Inception is Leo, isn't it? Quite comfortably, you'd say. Yeah. Um, fan theories, I've not taken any down. The Inception one, but I found didn't really make much sense to me. Just people trying to sound smarter than they were. Recasting one role, any spring to mind? No, I was trying to think. Mm. Is it like it's unfortunate? I mean, probably Sean Farris, that ghost. I never back down. Who for? It's mm, a good question. Good question. Um, not hundred percent sure. I'm not saying it's this one that I would actively seek. But I don't know in that age bracket now uh, if, like, if he's going back to play a kid in school who I'd want to see. Emil Smith Rowe. What did you say? Emil Smith Rowe. I thought that's what you said. Sorry. <laughs> he can step into that. He can step into that Jake Tyler role. I actually don't know what you want me to say to that. Kevin De Croydon. and we'll have that on the poster. Is there anyone I particularly want to say? Um... The Rock instead of uh, Jean Roker. See, I, I like that. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Prefer um, John, the guy who plays Jean Roker. I'm not even going to try Stone, and play Stone Cold instead of Jean Roker. Right up, we see Stone Cold in just about anything. McCarthy's dad is Mickey Rourke. <clears throat> yeah, I'd like <laughs> that. With the slick back hair and the toothpick a la exactly. Iron Man too. Exactly. Um, any for Inception? Um, the cast really? is pretty fucking. Cast is pretty fucking yeah. stellar. First one. Well, no, I wouldn't have minded um, Rachel McAdams stepping in to do Elliot Page's role. Nothing personal, but I, I've, I've expressed my love for Rachel McAdams many a time. She's America's sweetheart. If the cast swapped, which film works best? 
Um, I don't. I think if you do it now, you can get a good few jokes about um, Amber Heard as Mel trying to convince her, her husband to commit suicide. It's a great cast and never back down. <clears throat> it is a great cast. You throwing Leo in as Ryan McCarthy in this instance, or is he going straight in as Jake Tyler? Mm, yeah, I think Gordon Levitt's got to play Jake Tyler if we can beat him. Yeah, he's got, he's got the innocent face. Yeah. You need need Leo with that smirk. Exactly. Um, if you had to add Tom Cruise or The Rock to this movie, which would you choose? I think this one picks itself, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise and Leo. I was just trying to think of it. That is an all-star cast just there, isn't it, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the Rock has Jean-Roch, that's literally the only role he can play in that film. <laughs> or just someone in the beatdown, maybe. Yeah, I suppose. And then we don't have any Rex Ryan Hall of Fame inductees this week. So that does us for this week. Um, face off next week, which I've never seen. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, I've never seen that either. Good film. Um, Crouching Tiger, I'm not sure. Dub volume. Dub version. Not, not sure if Crouching Tiger will be right up your street. It's not just mixed martial arts. It's not pretty people fighting each other for an hour and a half. Oh, is it um, martial arts. It, it, there, is, there is a little bit more to it than that. It's a very good film, though. See, see, let me know what you think. I'm not sure oh, if it'll be. Oh, we will do. Next Thursday. Well, yeah, let me know before, though, because oh, yeah. I, like, I like the advance, the advance preview. Oh, Two hours. Monday mm, or Tuesday, I'll watch. So. Um, Two hours, Crouching Tiger, so it's in and around your. Your rewatchability. Yep. Alright, that does us then. We'll be back next week. Goodbye. <sighs>